You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, it's Danny. Hi, it's Riley. So it might be a little echoey because we are recording from my new loft. It's very gorgeous, very open concept. <laughs> very echoey. But zero storage. Zero storage. That's a real, real downfall. Um, okay, so we did not do the speed dating this week. Um, you know, with the whole like, yeah, coronavirus. <laughs> um, I didn't want no ugly, <laughs> no uglies to give me a disease. You have to be at least an eight to give me a disease. <laughs> yes, ideally a curable one. <laughs> Overnight pill. Um, yeah. So speaking of that, coronavirus. Big right now. Yeah. All, all the rage. Very in. <laughs> all the rage. Um, yeah. So it fucking sucks balls because my club closed down. Did your club close down? Uh, not at the moment. It was open last night. What? Danny's, I know. It's going to close. It, there's no way that they can like carry on like this. Um, but there's definitely been a um, decrease in money. Have you been working? Yeah, I was like talking like I'm talking like I've gone and people have told me. I've heard on the streets. Decrease in money. Exactly. Uh, no, I was actually booked for two uh, private parties in one weekend, which is wild because I have not been booked and they in months. No, I like I had worked them. I worked them last oh. weekend. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god, I worked horrible parties last week. I'm a <laughs> fucking joke. I worked this uh, Dan Bilzerian party. And it was just like a typical base pay, and then they didn't pay us. Still waiting on that pay. Yeah, and how long was the gig? Seven hours. Yeah. And we were making like less than $30 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Really unimpressed with that. I like dropped by the party for a little bit, um, just to see you before I went to my gig, and it was, it was a time, I think. <laughs> it was really fun in the sense where like, the girls, they had the other, like, brand ambassadors with me, um, were all real sweet, and, um... Most of them are really good friends of mine, so we got to like hang out for a little bit. And I don't usually go out, so it was nice in that that aspect to totally. like, socialize. But more so, I was just like, "Hey, pay me." Yeah, <laughs> and also like as an event, I don't know if it like. I mean, I went kind of early because it was pre my gig. Um, I just like it. It seemed like it was supposed to kind of be a bit of a rager, but I guess with with the virus, it was just kind of like crickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. The timing was really bad. Um, and then I worked another gig. Um, where these guys thought for like a hundred bucks they were gonna get um, girls for three hours and a girl and girl show and that we would deal poker for them and make them drinks and we're like what? I'm sorry. What? World are you living in? Like hundred dollars like less than base usually. Like they are so delusional. So uh, we left after our like time that we were supposed to be there for. Yeah. We, we took off because um, yeah, it was just a little a little much. Um, so I had like really gigs yeah, last weekend but sorry. yours weren't yours weren't that much better either were they they like were really, okay they were okay. what happened with this rock paper scissors situation <laughs> i was reading like, yes i was reading the group chat that like you're at the gig and they're like they're playing rock paper scissors they asked us to leave yeah <laughs> yeah so i did a gig um with one other girl um and we just got there and uh, they paid us and it was fine and they were um they were all Chinese, so they were like speaking Mandarin mostly, mm. and uh, they like wanted some services, and like there was just like a whole discrepancy about like the prices and stuff, and it was just like a bit of a mix up, 
and then they just ignored us for most of the time and we were literally it was so cold in there we were in our lingerie with our like full parkers on yeah just kind of like rolling dice because that's all there was to do and they were just like on the other side of the room speaking mandarin to each other and just totally ignoring us yeah and i think i saw like two dancers yeah. And um, then for the rest of the time, like, we just joined them for a drinking game. And literally, they were just, we were just playing rock, paper, scissors. Like, that was the drinking game. Brilliant. For, like, <laughs> honestly, two hours. And then, like, or, yeah. And then an hour before we were, the party was supposed to end, they were just, like, started packing up. And they were like, okay, well, we're leaving. And, like, everyone else is, like, drunk and gone. So, like. Please leave now. Please leave now. And we were just like, all right. <laughs> what a weird party yeah you probably still made more in that party than i did at my party so that honestly makes you feel better i walked away with like a decent amount of money actually i don't know where it came from <laughs> the girl you're with is like where's all my money <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah babe. i made i made shit um money of mine and then i didn't get paid for the other ones so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good times. Um, however, I did have my birthday yes, last weekend. Yeah. Which was so fun. Yeah, it was really nice. We did that little afternoon tea. I definitely am like, if I wasn't diabetic before, I am now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of sweets. Oof, so good, though. It was delicious. Yeah, it was a really cute setup. It was nice to just get dressed up. Yeah, and, what was the place called? Um, something Le Petit. <laughs> yeah, it was Le Petit something. Uh, on anyway, West Broadway? Yeah, West Broadway. But they don't sponsor like us, so fuck them. I know. <laughs> really cute, really good. It was really cute. Um, and then I did my SFU lecture on Thursday, which you came yeah, to. Yeah, I did. Which was really sweet. Um, like I said before, it's like the highlight of my semester is lecturing, like doing that guest lecture. Because yeah. I think for the most part, the students like take to it quite well. And it's like... I want them to ask the questions rather to me than to their buddies or, you know, seeing on media, like having no. an actual person in front of them in the flesh who, who knows the situation. For sure. And there was like me and two, two of our friends came to watch the lecture. And honestly, it was so obvious. The class size was 90 people. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a class for that long, you just recognize when people show up and you've never seen them before. And where we like walked in full confidence, like sat front, like center. Yeah. And like, it was so obvious that we weren't part of the class. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then just like putting our hands up for questions. And it was, we wanted to ask questions that we thought maybe they were afraid to ask or we thought would be like good point, good talking points. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess I've been doing it for, I think this was my fourth year. It's like my fifth time doing it, I think. Or, yeah, I think it's my fifth time doing it. Um, Yeah, but it's always good. I always get, like, amazing response after. So I had a few people reach out to me afterwards being like, you're my favorite guest lecture. Yeah. Hi, if you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for the messages. Yeah, it was really sweet. Um, But, Yeah. Except the one guy who eye rolled. Fuck you, I noticed that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I said something. This goofy guy in the middle was like eye rolled, and I was like, mm-hmm. so I just like kept staring at him for like a bunch of the other things. <laughs> um, so fuck you, but thanks to everyone else. <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, and then I I didn't know if you noticed this, but I almost started tearing up at one point during the lecture. What? Yeah, because. Um, all the shit that happened, like, the few days, like, the day before that, um, with oh, my yeah. ex, Goofy and, yeah, and then, um, my birthday in that, and I was just like, I am so blessed to 
like have the friends I have and the support group I have. And I looked at you guys, and you're all like no, the biggest I'm gonna cry. <laughs> And you guys have like the biggest smiles on your faces. And I was like, yeah, they're all right. <laughs> like, we were so my, proud of you. Like <laughs> and my little lip was like quivering. <laughs> but it's just nice. It's nice to have that like revelation of like I am so lucky to have like yeah. the support group I have, especially as a marginalized person like in a, in the community we're in. Um to be able to find people that, like, are strong with you and, like, mm-hmm. support you and, like, and are proud that, yeah, like, proud to come to my lecture and, like, support me and, and things like that and just show up for you, right? So, uh, yeah, thanks to you and yeah, to all the other amazing friends I have because yeah. it's and just it's, nice. Uh, just speaking on that, like, it is really nice. Like, it's times like these when, you know, <laughs> there's a apocalypse happening outside. All I want is a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I, told, I told my girlfriend, I was like, if there isn't one after all this, she'll be so annoyed. Like, yeah. at least one. I want one zombie. Yeah. <laughs> just, one. just one. Not a problem. Just one. Just, yeah. <laughs> not a herd. Just, just one zombie. Is that what a group of zombies would be called? A herd? That's what The Walking Dead calls them. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I told my girlfriend, I was like, I've watched The Walking Dead. I love it. And I play a lot of virtual reality games. Yeah. Like, I am ready. So good. Um, But yeah, it's like, you know, we've all... all we've always spoken on kind of like the privilege that uh, sex work has given us when it comes to like just going home and seeing family in terms of like in ter- times of crisis mm-hmm. or you know my mom had a cancer scare earlier uh, mm-hmm. last year and it was just like knowing that I had the money to either help her mm-hmm. or like the money to get home and see her yeah and then you know with with this and a bunch of international flights um, being cancelled, especially in New Zealand, because, like, we're small and we're an island. Um, it's super weird knowing that I can't go home. Like, if mm-hmm. ship went sideways, which it's not going to zombies. calm down people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, that one zombie. <laughs> like, I couldn't get home to my family. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, times like this that I really appreciate the, um, like, the community that I've built and, like, the friendships that I have. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You are lucky to have me. <laughs> <laughs> you are anyway, so lucky. That's my confession of love to you for today. <laughs> for today. Um, this 24-hour period. Um, but yeah, no, we, I just kind of briefly touched on it. Like, I had the most wild week, like, of nonstop stress, I, I think. Like, I was at my breaking point. Like, that's when I went into that lecture. I was already feeling such, like, heightened emotion from, like, that. And then it's when I'm talking something I'm so passionate about that yeah. it's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, right. And then on Wednesday, I found out that um, my most recent partner <coughs> was. <Fuck> that guy. <laughs> what did you just say? I said, fuck that guy. Oh, it totally sounded like something else. But, <laughs> what? <laughs> totally sounded like something else. And I was like, oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> Editing that one. <laughs> we can leave that one in, though. Um, but yeah, I so, hate him so much. I, yeah. I found out he was using photos of me and my real name. And talking to men online as me, telling them what I do for work, where I work, where I live, sending them like sexually, like sexual photos of me. And yeah. And his, ex- when I asked him to clarify, yeah. Uh, he said, you know, you're just really like popular and people like you and you're really pretty and I just wanted like that attention. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I told my girlfriend who's a cop, and she's like, it's like Dateline shit, dude. He's going to, like, wear your skin. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. Yeah, like, actually. But then his family is, like, just as bad or not worse, because, um, of course, they're, like, a good Mormon family. 
and um boys and be awesome <laughs> yeah just fucking psychos um they I, there was something of mine at their parents house so I had explained to his mom and I'll come by grab it she was like I'll come get his car he's given me permission to use his car till a certain date in the future yeah. and she ended up going to my parents house and like dropped my stuff and then off and then tried to like get the car and I was like no you can't have the car it's not yours you're not the owner the owner needs to give permission to someone to take the car and mm-hmm. right now that like responsibility is mine to keep the car because that's what the owner said and and I said you know and because I've, I've heard her talk to other people about me um and you know she said things like you know she's a stripper and you know she's had so <laughs> many sexual partners that you know um he you're, you're probably worried that you'd have diseases like this is what he's she says to her son <sighs> yeah and when she finds out every time she finds out like he was physically abusive and other things that came across in our relationship she's justified it like using it like oh yeah well she's a stripper and you know she's bad for you and like all this stuff right and she's not a good religious girl <laughs> like all this stuff so yeah I uh I called her out, like, when she got on my lawn, I was like, you know what, I really don't want to, this is literally what I said, I was like, you know what, I don't want to hear from you, I was like, I think it's, like, disgusting that you used my sexual past and my religious standing, two things you know nothing about, yeah. to justify your son's horrible behavior, and I think you should be ashamed as a mother of several daughters and as a woman that you, like, conduct yourself this way and that you stand by men that do horrible things. I was like, I think it's behaviors like that, that, um can like lead to men being like rapists and murderers and getting away with it because yeah. you know if you're standing beside them you're just as bad as them and then I was like I have nothing else to say to you and then she just kept going off she's like um like you know like trying to talk I was like I have nothing more to say to you and yeah. she's like I need the car I'm like you can talk to your son and then she just like kept repeating herself and then um I was like and you can get off my lawn now and then she's like it's not your lawn so my dad who's like standing beside me yeah like quietly just like show like you know support was like no like but you do need to get off my lawn because it was like obviously it's his lawn yeah. and uh and she was like you know what yeah you're a stripper and you're bad for my son and then I like my mom had walked up at this point and I was like yeah go pray about it then you can get off the lawn yeah and my mom just heard that so she was like Danielle <laughs> like she was like like what? like that's not my daughter and uh I was like mom please like you don't know what's yeah. been going on so my mom like walked away and then, then we like kept telling her like you need to get off the lawn now. Yeah. And then she like tried to call the cops to like, get the car, and I know she has no like legal standing to take yeah. someone else's car that has given me permission to have it. Yeah. Um. But then of course she runs home and tells her family that I was like getting in her face, that I was swearing at her. I did say you're a fucking liar because she was like trying to say that I had like conned her into coming there to get the car even though I had text messages saying I'll come to your house to get my things no you're not taking the car like yeah and she was like made up this entire lie that like yeah that oh, she was going to just delusional the whole family is just cuckoo banana pants a hundred percent and then I had called one of his sisters um who like had told me before she didn't want to get involved and I was like hey like I know you don't want to talk and like get involved in this but like your mom's here and she's causing a scene and she's like trying to call the cops and I appreciate if you just like stepped up and like said something to her and then she hung up on me yeah. Okay. You chose your side. You want to be with crazies. And then, um, and then, yeah. So they like all call my ex on like a four way call. And then just hearing the insanity of what this woman made up. Like, yeah, she, she was getting yelled at. I was disrespecting her beyond anything she's ever heard. She's like crying into the phone. Like, she didn't deserve that. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then their one sister is going off about how poor mom is getting yelled at by a stripper. 
and like, it, we will yell at you and That's like she's <laughs> disgusting she's a stripper like how could a stripper talk to anyone like that it's like hey I might be a stripper but I haven't like lied to my partners like that I yeah. haven't uh masqueraded as someone else and sent sexually explicit photos behind their back like yeah. which is an illegal thing so anyway so it was just insane. I just, like, listening to all that, I was like, holy hell. Like, people are actually insane in this world. She literally fabricated this entire situation to have, like, her little family have her back. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And then her one sister was like, yeah, she called me screaming at me. I was like, oh, my God, yes, jump on the bandwagon of, like, crazies making up a story. And the fact is, like, none of them even addressed the topic of, like, hey, our, like, family member took these girls' photos and pretended to be her to have men talk to him yeah. and, like, made it very unsafe for her. Like, I mean, like, no one even addressed that. They just wanted to, like, paint me as this mon- monster to, like, take the blame off them and their family, right? So it just shows how, like, sad and small-minded they are and, yeah. and dangerous people like that are. But, you know, good old religious people Well, I hope that, that <laughs> she knows that she's not getting into at least the top two tiers of heaven with that attitude. No, that's what I said. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe she'll pray, well, maybe she'll pray about it, but fucking A. And, um, Pretty sure that's like some purgatory yeah, <laughs> kind of behavior. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we believe in purgatory, but yeah, <laughs> it was actually crazy though. Um, I've never, like, I don't think in all my years handled, like, witnessed, um, like a full-on group of people be so dumb and so like pathetic together. Like it was yeah. like, oh my god, like you're poor. Like I feel bad for your like younger kids. Yeah, like this is the family they've been born into. Like atrocious, atrocious behavior. Um, and then, you know, he, I mean, him talked afterwards. I was like, well, you know, that's a blatant lie. You know, I would never. And so she said that I had told my mom to shut the fuck up and get the fuck inside. Anyone who's met me and definitely met my parents know, yeah. like, I, that would never fucking fly at my house. Yeah, like, I would exactly. never even raise my voice to my mom. So I told him, I was like, you know damn well, like, my mom would never tolerate that, nor would I ever speak like that. Nor would my dad, like, sit idly beside me as I disrespected my mom like that. He's yeah. like, no, I know that's, like, that would never happen. I was like, so you know your mom's lying. Yeah. And then um, I showed him the text messages where it says, like, you know, no, you're not coming to get out of the car. I was like, so this is another proof your mom's lying. Oh, and then his sister at one point on the phone call said something about how I kicked him out of my house because my sugar daddy was living with me for a week. And I was like... News to me. Who's yeah, this Who's this fucking sugar daddy? And he's not a very good sugar daddy. He has to live his sugar babies. I was <laughs> like, that's concerning. But um, I feel like that, like, yeah, she, this one sister in particular has, like, made a lot of rumors about me yeah. know, over the year. Like, in, insane rumors. Um, and I've, like, stayed very silent about it. Like, I didn't even tell you what was happening for, like, a long time. Yeah. Because I want to, like, protect him. And I've never posted it publicly, all the shit that went through, happened in our relationship. And I've posted him as a very like positive person and a very good person in his family um but then yeah so I posted just saying you know hey like crazy shit happened this week like found out my ex was whatever or I didn't call him my ex I called him my my most recent partner um found out my most recent partner was you know posing as me online and then that was also one thing another like thing they threw at me was like she's smearing your name like uh, you mean like finally calling your family out for yeah. one of the many atrocious things Call I have to endure? Fucking spite, you know? Yeah, like insane. So, yeah, it's yeah, um, something else. <laughs> There's something else. Lordy. Yeah. So it was a long week of dealing with crazies. Yeah. Um, 
just yeah it was a really <laughs> it's been a time like this entire year has just been up to fucks right <sighs> this entire year is like 2020 is to like yeah the one year i wanted to get my shit together you know right i was really goal oriented like january 1st <laughs> all done shit next year yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah yeah, shit's been crazy. Ooh, yeah, like our university has moved completely online as well. So, mm-hmm. it's yeah. for the rest of the semester. Yeah, like indefinitely, and then possibly summer semester as well. So, like, yeah. Why are they were not much with it? It's just like preparation, right? Like it's so much easier to prepare to do it normally than like to prepare to like continue to do it online. I guess. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. So are all your tests are open book now i guess i mean so there's this whole thing like i have a calculus um ex- like midterm on friday mm-hmm. and one stream or two streams have like just canceled it and they're putting the weight on the final which is like a worst case scenario for me 100 percent. um but they're like you know you we expect still um academic integrity and that you'll oh, do it alone <laughs> and like so it's just like i'm so worried that they're gonna make it harder to compensate for people you cheating hope they're grading on a, on a they, they're on, on a curve exactly oh you're fucked then because right? you know damn well your peers are gonna like match up together and do an open book yeah and if you're trying to do it like hey I actually want to learn here exactly like, you're screwed. which I am like the keener I am you know yeah well, but I mean, like, you're paying enough right? you need to know I need to know what I don't know for the final right mm-hmm. it's like it's not gonna help me but then now I feel like I have to cheat to just ride that curve out you know yeah. but we'll see what happens I've just been studying my ass up, so hopefully. I'm just assuming he's going to make it a, like, all word problems, so that even if you Google it, like, or, like, calculate it, you have to know what to calculate, you know? Yeah, but it's still, like, you could pair up with other people and, like, you know? Totally. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so, as you know, I cheat on us, and I listen to other podcasts. Um, I was listening, to, and I like to try to listen to local podcasts, yeah. just because I think... It's nice to, you know, support other local local businesses and such. Yes. Um, so I was listening to one, and it was, the whole episode was on skin routine, skincare. And these bitches be using, like, 15 to 20 products day and night. Like, it's wild. Like, wow. they were going over their routine, and it took her, like, 10 minutes to just, like, describe all the products she uses on her face in the morning. And then another 10 at night. And I was, like, blown away. Uh, so I think I'm, like, doing... I'm doing adulting wrong. And, like, these are young... Like, not... They're not old women. Like, one's 24 yeah. and one's 30. Um, so... Well, yeah, what's your skincare routine? Dude, I legit... I use a tea tree um, face wash. Yeah. Wash that on. And then I usually just, like, use whatever moisturizer I have. And then, and then I was really proud of myself this week because I bought... Um, a primer from Sephora. <laughs> yeah, but primer's and like, I, isn't that what you put on, um... Under makeup. Yeah, under your makeup. But yeah, see, I don't even know that. But, um, no. <laughs> like but thing. I asked her, and it's like, it's for, like, even, the, just like a bare face, or it works as a primer under makeup, right. and it's like with, like, coconut oil and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've just been using that, and I was so proud of myself that I finally bought, like, an actual, like, skincare product. Nice. Yeah, I have a little bit of a routine. In the morning, I, like, uh... In the morning, I usually just use a toner like a cleansing toner mm. oh a i use a stringent which one is and then uh just moisturizer and yeah. then sometimes like an eye cream if 
I'm like my eyes are feeling really dry, but usually just those two things. Yeah. And then at night, I'll do like I'll wash my face, and then like a couple times a week I'll use a scrub, mm-hmm. and then a toner again, and then sometimes like rosehip oil or chia seed oil or something, and then um, moisturizer, night moisturizer, and uh, eye cream. So my night's a little bit more schmancy. Schmancy. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I use. Yeah, I just do the tea tree oil wash. Yeah. A little bit of stringent um, to like clean up any like. Um, makeup residue and then yeah. I throw on moisturizer or whatever one is like closest to my hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah like these bitches we doing the most I um, mean you have really nice skin though so what is you doing I'm missing on right now yeah it's obviously working for you thank you I think my mom has really nice skin too yeah. actually my, my, both my parents really do I have um, like some extra products that like every now and again I'll pick up and like put on but like I don't use them as a as a regular thing I think as long as you're washing your face and like removing all your makeup and then moisturizer mm-hmm. and I know that toner is supposed to like balance your mm. pH of your skin mm-hmm. I think and then uh moisturizer is, is like the most important I think yeah so we that pretty much what you're saying is that my beige scrunchie in your hair right now? No, it isn't. When would I have even gotten it? I haven't seen you I since you're you got in my there. bathroom, and my scrunchies are in that bathroom. I literally, like, literally flicked my ponytail as I, just, I was coming I, in. I think it's real suspicious that when I showed you that big 40 box of scrunchies, you were like, I like the beige one, and all of a sudden you have a beige scrunchie. Yeah, in. first of all, this is cream. Oh, my God. Suspic- I'm going to go count my scrunchies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we suck at skincare. Yeah. Evidently. That's okay, though. Yeah. Um, Speaking okay. of the skincare, are you still going to come to my Botox appointment? Yes, I will. Come get stabbed with me. Yes, I will come with you and Thank hold you. your hand. And Thank then you. you're like your mama bear. <laughs> like, she no. doesn't need that. No, I think it is a valid point, PSA. I think when you are going to a new um, like place, like a doctor, like medical or whatever, um, sometimes it is helpful to have someone else who you know is a little more outspoken yeah um, and, just his experience. <laughs> and just his experience with like what you what you need how much you need like I don't yeah. know anything about it so. yeah so I will be accompanying Riley nice. to her first Botox appointment nice. so for the godmother yeah pretty much for my life anyways um okay so questions um hey I had a question for your podcast not sure where to write it but, okay, so right here. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> yeah, you can DM me personal or um, 50 plus a tip Instagram or email at 50 plus a tip at gmail.com. So there's your first answer. So, does your mood affect what music you are wanting to dance to each night? I assume a routine, or do you have a set routine most evenings? Um, if you're working in the club, you don't pick your music um, if you're doing VIP. So... Um, I mean, that's kind of negates that choice, but if you're doing a private party and you're doing lap dances, I, t- I typically do more central stuff because it's just the type of lap dance that I give. That's my style and, too. Yeah. I know a lot of girls do rap, um, but that's just not my style. So <laughs> I think it's not my style. You look like the girls that are always in the rap videos though. <laughs> My fucking vanilla girl next door looking ass. Um, yeah. Uh, no, so, yeah, we don't pick our VIP music for the dances, like, that are in this champagne rooms, but if we're doing stage, when I do stage, I always dance also, like, more sensual style, and I usually do my songs, my first few songs are higher, higher, a quicker tempo, 
Mm-hmm. And then my last, like, two songs are slow tempo. Because you're usually, like, stripping, like, naked at that point, And you're usually do more, I do more floor work at the end. So that. Um, does my mood affect it? Um, not so much my mood per se, but more so, like, the mood of the room. Mm-hmm. And what day I'm dancing. So, like, Friday, Saturdays, I'm going to do more, like, you know, top 40 kind of music. And then if I'm doing, like, an afternoon routine, like, during the week, I'll do, like, more, like, oldies. You know, just, you cater yeah. kind of to your audience. Or I pick songs that, like, aren't popular. Like, the way I can get away with having the same songs for a while for routines is if they're, like, more not mainstream music. Like, it's my own, like, unique, like, playlist I found. Then you're not, like, playing a song that's, like, kind of passe. You know, you can get away with playing it for a longer time. Yeah. Yeah, um, same with PR, to be honest. Like, if it's a real kind of, like, I've thrown on Milkshake and Pony and stuff. Yeah, um, that if are it's old like, enough to, like, be cool again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, like, you know, um, uh, like, classic stripper songs. Like, I'm in love with a stripper. Mm, oh, yeah, they're just always, like Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, like, the first song in a show just to kind of, like, get people excited. And then, yeah, as you said, kind of slow it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of reading the room. Um, I, like... I don't really like mainstream music to dance no. to. Like, I'm just looking at my list now. And I have, like, I have Cardi B and French Montana and stuff like that. But I also have um, Personal Jesus and yeah. uh, Go Fuck Yourself by Two Feet, which is an incredible song to have mm-hmm. sex to as well, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, and, like, Black Velvet and Black Magic Woman and LP. Any fr- anything from LP, I'm super into. Yeah. Bobby Blue Band. <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> My stage is, what do I have right now playing on stage? So we do, like, obviously, um, when I do stage, I do five or six sets a night. So sometimes I'll just repay. But my last three sets, I'll do different, because usually it's the same people in the bar at that point. Um, <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah, so, like, I've always kept Sex With Me by Rihanna on it. Um, or Nah is, like, one of my, like, go-to songs all the time. Um, by, I don't want, Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> um... <laughs> And then Desire by Meg Myers is one of my go-tos. It's very slow, very sensual, very, like, sexy. Um, and then Closer Nine Inch Nails I play a lot in my sets. Mm. What else do I play a lot in my sets? Um, yeah, so, like, yeah, Desire is one of my go-tos. And Nine Inch Nails, Sativa, It's a Vibe. Yeah, classics. Yeah. Um, do we answer the question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really a mood, but more reading the room. Yeah, yeah, the ambiance you want to create. Ambiance. Um, next question: What do strip clubs do to increase your safety? Does your boss create safe spaces for you? <laughs> so this was actually a question I got in my SFU lecture from one of the students. Great question. Mm-hmm. It's a very privileged question to ask. <laughs> You definitely come from, like, a very privileged place to even, like, consider that. And I, I made a joke about it in the class. I kind of started laughing. I was like, well, that's a nice thought. Yeah. Um, Could you imagine? Yeah. What a glorious world. Yeah. I've, I've never worked in a, um, a club where management or bosses have, like, made it a point to, like, reach out to the girls and say, like, hey, you're safe here or, like, whatever. What can I do for you? What do you need? Um, the safe spaces, I think, are more so created by, like, the the dancers like we make our change room the safe space and we like collaborate together in the change room mm-hmm. and discuss situations and like offer each other help and it's more like camaraderie amongst each other um to keep girls safe 
And um, that being said, my boss is amazing. I really, I really like him. Even, you know, for the coronavirus, a lot of girls are moving to online. So he's like kind of helping promote girls online stuff um, mm-hmm. because the club is shut down. So he's a really good guy. Um, but I think that's few and far between. Yeah, I mean, our club where, I mean, if, it, if something happens on the floor, there's just bouncers everywhere. So typically they see it and, I don't know, sometimes kick the guy out, sometimes giving them a warning. If it's really bad, put him on bar watch. Um, but yeah, in the back there's, there's cameras, but you can't hear what's going on. And a mm-hmm. lot of this stuff is like, you know, threats or arguing, yep. you know, stuff yep. like that. So it's, I understand that it can be kind of tricky to catch and, you know, there's no one in there cause that would ruin the kind of the, the, the vibe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's, I've definitely heard, um, girls take it upon themselves cause obviously there's just curtains between us. If you hear shit going on, like yeah. you Stepping speak in. up, like, yeah. Letting them know that, like, another girl is there that has your back or, like, you know, you're just overhearing shit and have their back, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I definitely think, like, what you're saying, too, is, yeah, it's more so, like, girls helping girls. Exactly. Gotta stick together. Yeah. And as, anyway, I said that in the SFU um, lecture, too, I said, you know, um, I think when you're a marginalized group, a lot of the time, like, you form good connections with one another because you're so used to, like, the world shitting on you Mm -hmm. that, like, you don't want to shit on each other. Yeah, um, I like that's my been in my experience. Um, yeah, especially in like the more recent years. Uh, next question: What, what about when dancers want to retire? And this was a really good question. It was actually um, a lady in the class. She came up to me after the class was done and was like, "I had a question, but I don't want to raise my hand." And I was like, "Oh, you should have, because that's a really good question. A lot of people have it. Like, what happens when we want to retire?" She's like, and "I was like, no, there's no retirement savings. Like, no retirement plan yeah. for us. Like, I mean." The advice that, like, coming in as a, as a baby stripper and, you know, getting to know um, a bunch of girls who have been in the industry for so long, the, the advice that I collected was save. Like, it is so easy to spend when you have this giant influx of cash compared to what you're used to, you know, to spend it all on a bag or something that you've kind of, like, is luxury and you think is, like, special to have, but... Saving is super important. So, like, you know, doing your taxes, saving, everything like that can be super helpful. Um, Budgeting and just, like, making sure that you don't go over that. And then so that when you retire, you've put enough, you've made your own retirement fund, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And also, I know a lot of women, instead of really just retiring and doing nothing, nothing, or, like, you know, being retired, they'll retire by moving into a new avenue. So, like, for some girls, that's whatever... So, so ironic. You retire to go into like the job that you the got with your degree, career. right? Yeah. Like, no, it's so true though. Or um, I know a lot of, uh, and like quite a few people go into mentoring or you know something else in that club environment, teaching or you know stuff like that. So you don't really. I haven't really heard of uh, sex workers retiring to retire, but retiring into another industry. Retiring their pleasers. Yeah, hanging yeah. up, hanging up their shoes. Yeah, name. I know that's exactly what I would say too, especially with like if this time, like with the coronavirus and like things shutting down and like blah blah blah, and we don't have EI as dancers, like that's such a reminder to like save, yeah. save, save. Because you know, if you broke your leg and you couldn't go to work anymore, broke your arm, like whatever, like you're fucked. Like you need to be working on your like you, all you have is your savings, right? Yeah. If you don't have those like 
like the work benefits other exactly. other workers might have, right? So definitely saving for retirement or just for like a emergency fund is so important. Yeah, and it's so funny because like when you enter this industry, all you hear about is like absolutely no one has your back. Like got like in terms of government and work safety, like you know it's always the first thing you hear is okay, but girl, you have no work safety. Like we could be fired tomorrow mm-hmm. for no reason, virus or not. Mm-hmm. So I think that's actually prepared us so well for this, you know. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you live every day with no job security. Mm-hmm. You, we've, we've been prepared for this since we started. Mm-hmm. Well, some of us. Well, <laughs> you should have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question. What? Oh, sorry. No, just kidding. Yeah, so I only took uh, like four questions this week because I knew I was going to bitch about things. <laughs> but, okay. Should I stay or should I go? Yeah. Only brush. <laughs> um, only brushes teeth once a day. Did we not do this one? We chat. I get lost. Um, go. Yeah. Okay. So for me, like, I'm very adamant about like dental health. Yeah. And like, I like flossing. It drives me crazy. People don't floss. I mean, that's weird. Um, I brush like morning and night. And then, like, let's let's play this out. Like, he only brushed his teeth once at night, so he doesn't brush it in the morning, so he has, like, gross morning breath morning on the door. And he, or he doesn't brush it before night, and then he's, like, just waiting for cavities to happen. It's very concerning for me, and yeah. I would go. And I've just spent so much money on my teeth as well. Like, I had braces, and I have Invisalign at the moment. So it's, like, to have someone just, like, not give a shit about their teeth. And also, teeth are just, like, a really attractive thing to me. Like, mm-hmm. I like good teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's, they didn't take care of them, that's just... And also your face is in that face. Yeah. And it's just, um, you can get like really bad heart disease from plaque and yeah. stuff. Like it's, it's very, it can very much affect your general health. Yeah. Um, and like other health, like other areas. So it just like, it just seems very immature and very like, you're like a bratty kid that like their parent needs to tell you to like stop eating so much mm-hmm. sugar and brush your teeth, you know? Um, so no, I would go. Always wears camouflage. <laughs> Where did you get this idea from? <laughs> was I, it that guy that took you to the... I put this in just because I hate camouflage. <laughs> uh, no, I'm out. Because I can see you right now. And you're wearing full camouflage. Get your and money tiny back. sunglasses. And you're holding a gun. And you're standing next to a deer head. And I don't want to borrow it. Yeah. And you're like crushing beer cans on your head. And you're definitely bald. Like... <laughs> Hiding under a hat. Yeah. Uh, camouflage hat. Yeah. Uh, no, right? Like, just when I think, think of someone where always wearing camouflage, I think of like... Total fucking hick. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, no. And we, yeah, oh God, yeah, no, I'm, I wouldn't even see them as I walked by, you know, but I'm, boom, sh- Yeah, it's a fuck no to me. Yeah. Um, doesn't own a car. Uh, no, that's fine for me, personally. Is it because you don't own a car? I do not own a car. I do own a motorcycle, though, so I can get places. I just can't. You just got that. That's the <laughs> Boy, we got it last year. Yeah, she's out for the season again. Um, honestly, like, in this city, I mean, I just use Evo. Yeah, I think it's definitely, like, where we live. Like, this city yeah. is very plausible to not have a car. If but I, I think mean, it's more like, as an adult man, I think you should have a car. And, like, we're, how are we going to go on dates? You're going to Evo me? I'm going to have to Evo to your house? And we're in cab together. Yeah. Scattering. Like. And honestly, with Uber and stuff now, like, I, it's, it's nice for, like, going away and stuff, and it 
but a car is a huge privilege, I think, in a city like this yeah. with the insurance. But if, in a place like New Zealand, oh, hell no. If you don't have a car, I'm not driving your bitch ass anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm on the fence about it because I... I don't know. Yeah, I think, like, it just also kind of says something about the guy, I think, if he doesn't have a car. And also, like, maybe, like, thinking, like, my age, right? Like, yeah. if he's in his 30s. Like, you know, a car and, like... Ugh. I think it depends why you don't have a car. Like, you live downtown, you work downtown, you can kind of get anywhere, like... But even then, like, what if you want to go to Worcester together? Then you I'm ha- like, driving. hire a car. Nah, no. Um, what if he doesn't have a license? <sighs> See, for me, that's a hell no. fucking no, because it shows you have, like... It just... I think it just shows the kind of, um... You don't take initiative, you're irresponsible, you're not very mature, like, you never went to get a license when you were in your teens. Yeah. And you just probably relied on people for so long. Like, you had to have, you know? I think... Honestly, like, it's not... Again, if you've grown up in a really big city, like, I know a lot of people who don't have their license because of that. Um, But it does kind of say that we, we maybe just don't have, like, similar interests. Like, I love going on road trips. I love mm-hmm. camping. And so, like, if that's never been, like, a motivator for you to get a license, then, like, maybe we just don't have so many interests more than, like, the actual license. Yeah. I also just really don't like relying on people for transport. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm always usually the one that drives rather than, like, having someone drive for me. Um, yeah, I just think it's, like, oh, well. And, again, zombie apocalypse. What if we, like, jump in a car... The fuck are you gonna drive us anywhere? <laughs> I'm gonna have to drive because you sure as hell probably don't know how to drive standard. So like, yeah, the, I don't know how to drive standard actually. Really, I'll teach you. I think it's like well, everyone should learn just because you never know what situation you might be in. That it like I think any knowledge is good knowledge. Yeah, honestly, I th- I probably could. Like my motorcycle is manual, so like I get it. I just never had a manual car. Mm-hmm. We to be determined. We'll find out. Actually, you know what? When I was living in Germany, I was we hired a car to drive like two hours, and uh, it was a full full car for them. So they hired me a car, and I was like, great, like just do it standard. I got a manual, and I managed to get my ass there. So, and it was terrifying, and I cried cried multiple times. Oh but uh, yeah. Okay. Um. He always has dirty fingernails. Ew. No. <laughs> Fuck up. I said last episode, I love a good fingering, so keep that shit away from me. And you know this is the same guy that doesn't have soap in his thing. Oh, yeah. And doesn't shave his pubes. <laughs> it's We're going to call him a, Nick. <laughs> it's the no, no soap all bush guy. Um, yeah, it's a fuck no for me. Also, just because I'm always getting pedicures and manicures, and I just I take pride in being, like, a cleanly person. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had to throw this one in. <laughs> Stay or go. Keep... <laughs> Well, you were laughing like this is going to be a complete attack on me. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't even say it. He bulk butt. <laughs> 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 and hand sanitizer at the start of the coronavirus. Fly toilet paper. <laughs> oh. Oh. No. You're not allowed to get this and I'm this out. This picture, like, you guys went to the bar, he took you home, and in his, there's a mountain of toilet paper, and he's like, oh, remember a few months back with the coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> That's my supply. 
<laughs> Baby, I won't have to buy it for years. <laughs> Hand sanitizer? That's like a to-go gift. Oh my god, I can't. But to be fair, like, he's probably really clean now. Ugh, no, because he probably bought it just to capitalize. Like a psycho. Like those Kentucky brothers that mm. need like to be like put to death. I can't. Like, ugh. Uh, Anyways, yeah, so it's a no for yeah, me if you're both buying toilet paper and hand sanity. Oh, it was so funny, like, not so funny, so kind of, like, sad. I went out today to the stores to, like, buy toilet paper because I actually need something to wipe my asshole with. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Even though I, I actually use baby wipes, but... Um, and uh, there were so many elderly people out. I was like, yo, y'all like daredevils out there. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, literally going for, like, their, like, once-a-year stroll. <laughs> like... It was wild. I was like, oh, get your ass inside. You <laughs> fragile bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> anyway, on that note, <laughs> that's it. Stay safe. Stay alive. <laughs> um, and if you're that one zombie, come see us. <laughs> yeah, pay us a visit. <laughs> My little zom zom. <laughs> Okay, I need to sleep soon. I've had too much stress in my life. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Um, As always, um, subscribe, rate, star, whatever the fuck you do. Um, On Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitches, Stitchers. 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 Stitcher. uh, Spotify, and then eventually Apple Music whenever I figure it out because I have no fucking clue why he doesn't love me. Um, and yeah, and then you can find us at 50 plus a tip on Instagram or my personal, Dan underscore Nad, so D-A-N underscore N-A-D. And my personal at Van City Riley. And I'm going to spell that for you to figure it out. <laughs> Gotta earn it. Um, <laughs> all right, well, enjoy your week. Yes, and uh, happy hoeing. Bye. <coughs> cough, cough. <laughs> Shake it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>